This is start of a great new week. Welcome to Let's Go Live with Jack Kelly. Today, you know, I'm, I come across like I'm so happy that, but then I'm going to tell the topic we're talking about. And you're going to be like, all right, what are you so happy about this for, Jack? What's wrong with you? So I want to talk about, I want to help people who are looking for a job, who are searching for a job, to beware, to beware of lies, omissions, deceptions. I feel, I feel when I say that, Christine, we should have like ominous music in the background, right? Like, dum, 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 lies, of, you know, omissions, deception. Well, what happens is this. Um, and take it from a guy who's been running a search firm for, gosh, like 26 years now. You know, there are a lot of honorable people in this world. There are a lot of honest people in this world, a lot of trustworthy people in this world. However, what happens sometimes when you're in a bad economy, in a bad situation, finances are tough, people may, this might surprise you, people sometimes do things that they shouldn't do. They say things that they shouldn't say, and it could end up harming somebody because of it. And what I've seen a lot of and heard a lot from, from job seekers, from candidates, from workers, is that throughout the interview and hiring practice, uh, you know, process, they feel that they've been misled, that they've been taken advantage of. And so what I want to do today is kind of kind of show you some of the red flags to watch out for, what to be careful about, what 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 to make sure that you don't fall into some trap. So um, the biggest thing I think happens is this. It's like the sins of omission, meaning you don't say anything. It's not that you lie about something. You just, just don't say it. For instance, and this is probably one of the biggest things too. Let's take from, from, from the beginning of the, of the job search. They don't tell you, oh, you're going to go for 10 interviews and meet with you know 12 different people over the course of six months. And then we're going to ask you to write something up for us. And then you got to jump through this hurdle and you're going to go through this. They don't say that, right? They don't tell you that all the things you're going to have to do to try to get not just an interview and then to get the second interview and so forth. So they don't say anything. They don't say that. They'll just say, oh, yeah, hey, we'll interview you and it should be pretty short and don't worry about it. But instead, it takes forever. Now, if you really love the job and you love the, con uh, the company and you feel that there's a lot of growth and if they tell you, hey, you're, you know, Jack, be prepared, you're going to have to interview for six, seven people over few, uh, two, three, four months. Well, that's okay because you're being honest with me. You're telling me. But when you don't say anything, that's a problem because you're messing with their minds and expectations because they think, oh, this will be a normal interview, but it goes on forever. They also don't say anything about the boss. Think about that for a second. Companies will always ask for recommendations and referrals about the candidate. But have you ever heard of when a candidate says, hey, I would like to know what's in the performance evaluations of the hiring manager that I'm going to be working for? Think about that. It's, it's very lopsided. Wouldn't it be more fair if you actually knew 
and this is another kind of cinema mission, the internal recruiter, or even an external recruiter, <laughs> a talent acquisition person at the company, maybe an HR person, maybe an interviewer, they don't give you the full details. They don't say that, you know, John, the manager is a micromanager and he's a narcissist and he's a bully and the turnover rate is tremendous. So the job you're applying for now had about three or four people in it just within the last year. Now, wouldn't you think that would be fair to tell a candidate, hey, if you're going to interview, I got to tell you, the manager has a reputation for being pretty much of a bleep, <laughs> being fulfilling the word. Uh, you should disclose that. Now, the company be, oh, we can't disclose that. Oh, no. But why not? It's only fair. Like, why wouldn't you say, hey, this manager is difficult to work with? But instead, they don't say anything. And then you find out on your own and six months into the job, you're like, oh my gosh, this is a, a boss from hell. I, I can't take this. How I can't, I got to get out of here. This person's making my life miserable. Now, if they said in advance, the manager is toxic or he's a micromanager or whatever, maybe you just wouldn't interview at all and save yourself time and energy. Maybe you wouldn't take that job offer because you don't want to work for that type of manager. Or maybe, you know what, you're willing to accept a jerky boss because they're going to pay you a crazy amount of money. It's an amazing company. And there's a chance to, to kind of grow through, you know, grow and develop through the company. And you might take that chance. Some people may. They may say, hey, I'll, I'll risk having a jerk. I could deal with jerks. I've dealt with jerks before, but I'm making a crazy amount of money and I could see the light at the end of the tunnel. So I'm going to do it, but at least give the person that picture of what's happening and give them an honest assessment of what's going on. So they know that's what's happening. Um, another thing, think about this. How many times have, have you all been interviewing, right? And they'll say, oh yeah, don't worry. Oh, we're going to give you a nice bonus. Yeah. If you do well, Big bonus, big bonus. Yeah, you're going to get a great bonus. Don't worry about the bonus. Bonus, bonus, bonus. You'll get a bonus. Oh, corporate title? Oh, yeah. Well, maybe you won't get the VP title now, but don't worry. If you do well, you're going to get that VP title. Yeah. Um, corner office? Oh, no worries. Don't worry. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, you want remote? Sure. We can work it out. And you know what happens. None of this plays out because it's not in writing. And this is another thing what happens, you know, you'll, you'll sign, you know, the contract, you know, the employee, you know, employee employment uh, contract. And in it, it's one sided because they have their fleet of lawyers who are, who are looking over it. And then it's this army of lawyers, HR people and everyone else. And then it's just you looking at this, take it or leave it. And then verbally, see, this is what you got to watch out for because verbally, They'll say, oh, yeah, you'll get a bonus. You know, if you do well, we expect a bonus to be about 20%. Um, we look, you know, there'll be an annual review with a raise, and you had the chance of getting promoted within X amount of time. They'll say it. And I can't tell you how many times over the last two plus decades 
that candidates come to me and say, Jack, I, I can't stay at this company because they promised me a bonus of a certain size. They promised me a corporate title. They said that I could go remote and they reneged on everything. And then when I confront them with it, the people who said, don't worry, bonus, 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 you'll get a bonus. Don't worry, you got a bonus. All of a sudden, they have amnesia. Huh. Jack, are you sure we talked about bonuses? I don't think, I don't really recall that conversation. Are you sure that was with me and not somebody else that you talked about bonuses and a raise and a promotion and remote? Because we don't really want remote now. We want everybody back in full time. So I'm not sure. So who told you that? Who told you that? Are you sure? And they know that you know that they're full of it. They know that you know that you know that I, they know that you know that they're full of it, but then they go on with it. Now, could it be some of them just generally forget? Could be some. Could it be that they just lied because they wanted to fill a seat? And that's another thing what happens is that in a tight job market where we are now, particularly for white collar professionals, it's very hard to find a job. It takes forever to find a job because they're tightening their belts. They're worried about the economy. They're worried about the future. So that if somebody leaves, they may not be able to replace that person. And then if they do have the chance to replace that person, they're going to want to do it because everybody else in the team is up in arms because let's say a few people left by attrition or what have you, there's more work. So then the boss is going to do whatever they can and say whatever they can to bring somebody in because they know if I don't bring somebody in, everything, it's just going to be chaos within the division because there's too much work, not enough people. They're all frustrated. They're all angry. And it's, it's going to, as the boss is going to all come on my shoulders. So then they're going to just say, oh yeah, don't worry, bonus, don't worry. We, if you want to work remote, you could work remote. And if you want to do hybrid, you could do hybrid. And they say it. But then when you call them on it, they're like, huh? What? I forgot. Jack, now, would you candidates oh, get everything in writing? You know, yes. See, the best thing to do is, is, as Christine just mentioned, to get in writing. The challenge is, and this is one of the unfairness of the whole situation, how it's lopsided. You'll get, and, and let's say as a recruiter, I'll get a contract to be a recruiter for, uh, for a company to help place people on their behalf. And it's really their way or the highway. It's a very one way, take it or leave it kind of thing. Same thing when you get a job offer, it's pretty much take it or leave it unless you're like a senior level executive, then they could kind of customize it. But what's, what's messed up is that you would think in 2023, going into 2024, you think that the human resources departments, particularly of major corporations, should have the ability, especially now with chat boxes, bots, and with AI, to, 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 to take the contract and massage it a little bit and put it in writing so that instead of just saying, oh, yeah, don't worry, you'll get a bonus. Don't worry, it's going to be remote. You could say, wait, let's just change the contract because let's use AI or what have you, and we could change just like this, put it in writing. But no, 
And I think they do it purposefully because if you say something verbally, it's really hard to, you know, it's, it's hard for them to kind of battle it unless you had a tape, you know, you're recording it on your phone or somehow they wrote something down, but otherwise it gives them the out to say, oh, sorry, you can't work remote. Oh, so, cause we said you could work remote and you sold your home in New York and then you moved upstate New York and you took your kids out of school, put them in a new school. And now, because you're saying, oh, I never said remote. Now you have to take your kids out of school again and move them back or just quit and find another job, which is horrible, right, Christine? It's crazy. Definitely. Let's see, what else? We got the bonus. Oh, here's another, <laughs> you know, you also, you got to love this. I bet you how many people have got this, you know, when you're interviewed. Oh, no, don't worry. Hey, the hours are very reasonable. Hey, oh, you have children? Oh, don't worry. You can drop off your kids at school. You know, if you come in late, I understand. If you have to leave a little early because your kids have, you know, a baseball game or ballet or what have you, oh, no worries. Right? You say that like, oh, my God, these people are wonderful. They're so nice. Then the first time that you have to leave late because, I'm sorry, leave early because your kid has, let's say, some sporting event. And then they're like looking at you, where are you going, Jack? Um, I'm, we talked about this, right? I have, you know, it's, it's base softball season and I'm you know, going to watch my daughter play. What? How dare you? <laughs> you know, and conveniently, once again, it's not in writing. So then they forget that they said, oh, sure. Oh, sure. If you know, hey, if you have kids, we totally respect that. That's okay. But then when you actually do it, they're like, huh? We never said that. Look at your contract, nine to five, nine to five. And even uh, there's a caveat there that if you have to work nights and weekends, that's part of it. These are the things you got to watch out for. These are the kind of things that, you know, you have to really worry about that, that'll come back and hit you. So you want, what you want to do too, is you want to make sure when you're interviewed, as you're going through the process, you're going to have to ask some tough questions. You're going to have to hold them accountable. Now it's really hard, especially when it's tough to just to get an interview to begin with. But you really want to kind of find out as much as possible. You all, before you accept an offer, see if you know anybody at the company and just feel out the things that they're telling you. Are they real or not real? Can you trust them or not trust them? You know, go on Google, go on other Glassdoor, Blind, whatever sites that you could kind of gain some intel. So you know what's happening. Because if not, you're going to walk into something and it's just not going to be what they promised. It'll turn, it could turn out that you have to come in early and stay late. They could have you working on weekends. You know, you thought you were going to get a certain title. You don't get that title. You thought that there was going to be a certain career progression. You don't get that progression. So you want to ask the interviewers, and I know it's going to be tough. And I know it's going to be awkward, 
but you want to do what you can to really make sure, look them in the eyes to see that, that, that they're going to follow through on what they say. Because then what happens if they don't follow through, you're in an awkward spot. Because either you have to kind of suffer through knowing that they lied to you, and it's hard to be engaged and motivated in a job when you, when you feel that the people who are interviewing blatantly lied, misled, held back some you know, stuff that you should know about, and you got to smile and pretend everything is great. And I think for the company itself, it's really, it's self-destructive. Because word gets out, because not if they do it to one person, that means they're doing it to a whole lot of people, and it goes and it goes on, you know, all the time. And then what happens is that then they say, "Hey, how come we can't hire people? How come we can't find good talent?" Well, you can't find good talent because people are starting to wise up, and 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 realize that you're just saying these things, but you really don't mean it, and you're promising these things, and you don't mean it. And the word spreads, so companies, so people don't want to work for this company. Have you ever seen that, Chris? Have you have you been? Has that ever happened to you, or do you know people who kind of went through something like this? I have a friend who's currently interviewing with a major tech company, and it's been like over three weeks for him to get, um, like an offer letter, and then they keep just giving him like excuses after excuses as to why like the offer letter hasn't come out to him they're like oh well we're waiting on so-and-so's approvals so-and-so's out of the office now this person's out of the office so that was also another thing where they um the process of keeping you warm would you say that that's a lie as well it's 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 so messed up because what happens i'll break it down to two parts christine one is keeping, I love that. Jack, can you keep him warm? Can you keep her warm? Referring to a, a candidate. So that if you ever hear someone say, hey, can you keep them warm? That's code word for like, well, we kind of like Jack, but he's not great. He's not the best. So when I say keep him warm, it's really just like putting him on the bench. And maybe after another six months, they can't find anybody better We'll go back to Jack, perhaps. So instead of being honest and saying, hey, Jack, we really like you. We think you're great. You have a lot of skills that we require. However, you don't possess X, Y, and Z. So we're going to look for other candidates that possess those skills. So we like you. We think you're good. But... Because the market is such, the employers do have now the luxury of taking their time and finding what they feel is the perfect candidate, so we're going to wait. I know you don't want to hear that, Jack, because it sounds doesn't sound nice, but I'd rather say that to you and be honest as opposed to just say, we're keeping you warm, and now you think, oh, I have a good chance. So perhaps you don't go on other interviews. Maybe you don't take an offer that was given because you felt, well, they keep, it seems like they're going to do it. So it really has a bad effect because it can make you lose out on things. And then also it's just stringing you along where all you have to do is be honest. I think even though it might sound a little hurtful, you know, to say, Hey, we want, we want to find someone who has more of those skills. I think most grownups 
could understand, hey, given the set of circumstances, the way things are, we can wait out and find somebody who has exactly, exactly what we want. And Jack, you're really good. We really like you. But I think we owe it to ourselves to look. The same way with the great resignation, when there's so many jobs available, job seekers would do the same thing and say, hey, I'm interested in this role, but I got a couple of other offers. So unless you could do such and such for me, I'm going to take one of those other offers. It works both sides. But just, and it's easy just to be open and honest about it. And even if you say something that, hey, Jack, you don't have all the skills, it might sound harsh, but you know what? You're being honest about it. And I think most people respect when you're being honest, but don't respect when they say we're keeping you warm, but they really mean it's a last resort just in case, but chances are you're not going to get hired anyway. And you're just, just, you're just breadcrumbing this person along. You're just stringing this person along. And it's, 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 it's like, you know, you're a girlfriend, boyfriend. It's like, you're never going to get married. You're just stringing this person along and just, just stop doing that. Just be honest about what's going on. Another way they string people along is when they post fake, fake job ads. When you say that that's another lie, because sometimes they don't have the intention to hire. They're just either making it look like to employees that they're making an earnest effort to hire or they're just gaining market intelligence by having you come in and seeing what their competitors are paying, or they're just building a pipeline. You know, I'm so glad you brought that up because that's a thing. I mean, that's a big thing where companies, and, and for a number of reasons, companies will put jobs online, right? So most normal people feel, hey, if you're putting a job online, that means you really want to hire, right? Of course, but not necessarily. Sometimes people, they'll put jobs out there because they feel if we're putting jobs out there, that shows that we're doing well and we're hiring and everything is great at this company. So it's, it's creating this illusion of how well the organization is doing because we have so many jobs. Another reason could be when you put so many resume, when you put all these jobs out there, you could get a sense of like who's applying what they're looking for financially, how how is the market? Are there a lot of people available? Or not so you're getting you're getting some key market data about what's going on, and then this way you can make a decision down the road of what to do. Uh, also, it could be that when you put it out there, you're building a pipeline for the future. So you may actually hire one of these people from their resumes but not now. So your resume is going to go in their ATS system, eh, maybe three months from now, six months from a year now, a year, maybe they'll reach out to you. And this, but this way, they're just getting all that, you know, they're getting that pipeline and building it and building. And, but what's, what's tough. And another thing is just laziness. Companies will put it on a site and they forget, they forget to take it down. And I got to tell you, over the years, I've been guilty of that too at times where we would have a job board for the current jobs we're doing, we're looking for. And every once in a while, someone's like, oh, Jack, this job looks great. And then I realized, oh no, I we didn't take it down. It's, it's you know, we already placed somebody for that role. So, so sometimes it's just incompetence and laziness and forgetfulness that they just, they just don't put it out there, you know, that they don't take it down. 
Um, the tough thing about all this is that when job seekers see all these jobs that are posted, they feel, wow, this is a good job market. This looks like everything is going well. But then when you apply and you don't hear back, you apply, and you don't hear back, then you start thinking, it must be me because they have all these jobs out there. What am I doing wrong? So that what ends up happening is that the job seekers kind of have their self-esteem eroded, their self-confidence eroded because they're thinking in good faith, company puts job out. Me send resume, me not hear back. Clearly there's a problem. And since there's so many jobs, it must be with me. What did I do wrong? Is Did, did my coworkers backstab me? Did my boss backstab me? Um, is, I don't know, is somebody out to get me? And they're left with these thoughts and understandably so, like, what am I doing wrong? Because I'm not getting, a, you know, I'm not getting these hits. But they don't realize they're not getting the hits because they're really not hiring. They're just putting it out. It's like decoration. It's holiday decoration. Look how pretty it is. All these jobs out there. Look how great it is. We're a wonderful company. This is fantastic. But it's not real. It's, it's a Potemkin village. It's a Fugazi. It's not happening. They're, they're just playing with you, which is, which is probably one of the most horrific things to do to people because you're, you're dangling it out making it feel that this is real, but it's not, and just damaging their psyche. Right, Chris? I mean, it's like, that's kind of, it's like almost like mean-spirited, isn't it, in a way? Yeah, but we're being hard on HR because candidates lie too. So we should get into the ways in which candidates lie as well. I don't believe that at all. How dare you say <laughs> that? <laughs> so, all right, let's switch over. Let's, so, so we'll be fair, right? We'll be fair, you know, um, on the candidate side, just between us, okay? Just be this is between us here, right? I get it. Listen, just so you know that every we know, you know, from a recruiter perspective, we know sometimes you embellish your skills, you embellish your responsibilities, your achievements. Um, your photo is from 30 years ago. And you, you've never updated it. Uh, you've had, you know, 10 different gaps in your resume, but you kind of hope, you know, leave it off the resume and hope no one notices. Um, when you're interviewing and they say, oh, can you do such and such? You're like, oh, of course I can do it. And meanwhile, you're like, I don't know how to do it. I'm going to have to go home and learn this. Or this is another thing. They'll put on, like these certification, certifications and accreditations from Harvard and Yale and all these top schools to make it look, if, if, if somebody's reviewing your resume really quickly, they're going to feel you graduated from this school, but you really didn't. You took this kind of night school class to get some certificate. But the way you phrase it, it makes it look like maybe you had this degree from this kind of, you know, this kind of college. So what I would say, listen, uh, you, you, whatever you say in your resume, right? Whatever you say <laughs> during the interview, you want to make sure you can back it up because there's nothing more awkward than when 
the company does a background check. And some companies do really in-depth background checks. And it could go on for weeks, if not months. And then you're waiting, waiting, waiting. And then it could come back that it turns out you didn't really have some of the stuff you said you did or they found some inconsistencies and they pass on you. And that's really awkward. What's even worse sometimes is that companies hire the person and then time goes on and then they realize, hmm, this person put things in their resume, in their LinkedIn bio. Um, they said certain things that, you know, about their accomplishments that aren't true. And we're going to just have to withdraw the offer. And that could be maybe right the day before you're supposed to start, or they let you go after you've worked there for a little while, which is horrible because then it's going to make it near impossible to find another job because of the circumstances. So I would say, try to be as scrupulously honest with, and you're going to say, I know, Jack, this is a double standard. You're just saying about all the, 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 the stuff that, you know, the companies were doing, the recruiters are doing and so forth. Why can't I do the same? It's not fair. That's the only thing I could say. It's not fair because the it's a risk reward. The risk for you is that if you say that you do X, Y, and Z, and you're proficient in this, and you're proficient in that technology and software, this software, et cetera, and you, and you can't do it, it's going to blow back and you could kind of, maybe you could lose your job. Um, you could just be that guy who's kind of marginalized. So you want to do whatever it takes to really stand out and to stand out, but not to cut the corners, not to play the game, not to just blatantly lie about it because because it'll just just it'll haunt you. Wow, that was a lot for Monday morning. Yeah. Plus I sometimes I feel like the interview leaves candidates with no choice but to lie. And like even a question like what is your greatest weakness? Nobody's gonna outright say well, I don't play well with others and I'm actually quite lazy. You can't bound map your boss or coworkers. So then you can't tell exactly why you want to leave. And then for when they ask you, why do you want this job? You can't say, because I just want a job and I don't really care about this company. And nobody is in Microsoft Excel. I just want to put that out there. You know, it's so funny you say that because it's one of those things that we all know it be, it's bullshit. We all know that this is, this is, it's like nonsense, right? Tell me your weakness. You know, like, why, why am I going to tell you my weaknesses? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. You know, and my strengths, you just I, like, it's a game. It's, it's so funny. A lot of these things, it's a game. We're playing this game and it's silly. It just, it's just because we're used to, it's fun with, with, with the whole hiring process. It's not, it like hasn't really changed that much in decades. Like you ask that they ask the same cliche, where are you going to be in five years? What's your weakness? What's your strength? You know, why do you want this job and so forth? And we all know, I just want a job. I want that. I want, cause I want to get paid so I can have a roof over my head and support my family and they could eat, you know, they could eat. Of course. So we play this game of answering these questions in a way, but it's it's just it's it's silly. It's you know, it's like, oh, my weakness is that 
I'm just, I just work too hard. My weakness is I care too much. You're right, Christine. It's just, I don't know how you put, which title you put it under. I don't know if that's a lie omission or it's like, that's another one, the games we play and pretend yeah. that this is real, but they're just games. That'd Actually, be a good article, by the way, right? Yeah, and I, I looked up this survey that it interviewed hiring managers and what's the most acceptable white lies. And the most acceptable was complimenting the organization. So I guess that's saying, oh, well, I've always wanted to work here and not, well, I just want a job. And then right. in five years, I see myself here at this company. That's another lie where people act like they just, they expect to be there in the long term, but really it's just like a job and they'll, they'll be gone in two years. And then how can you know, right? In five years, you're going to be there. Like, how can you possibly know in today's day and age, right? Where everything is going so quickly, where, yeah. where, where, you know, Sam Altman today, the big news over the weekend, and this will date, this will date this podcast, like, you know, six months later, where the guy founded a $90 billion company and then like he gets kicked out. So like, who would know things like that would happen now? I guess he's at Microsoft the parent company of OpenAI that owns it, however it is. Like how, you know, you don't even know you can keep your job for a year, like let alone like we're going to be in five years. Where's the company going to be in five years? Is is AI going to take over all the jobs in five years? Are you going to even have a job in five years? It's, it's, it's like, it's ludicrous, right? It's just, we're pretending. Yep, exactly. <laughs> it's so bizarre. It's so bizarre. And the crazy thing is, Hiring people should be like one of the most important things that a company does. But yet, think how silly a lot of these things are. That, right? You got to imagine there got to be a better way than asking cliche questions. And then if you get really smart answers for the cliche questions, then you're going to move ahead in the process. But that doesn't mean you're good at what you do and you could be good at the job. It's just that you're good at answering these dumb questions because you mastered the art of it. It's it's like you say it's it's all a game and it's how well you play. <laughs> that's that's what. So let's wrap it up with that one. I would look at this. Christine's a hundred percent right, right? That the whole thing boils down to a game. It's like football, tennis, basketball, baseball. You all have your you you kind of know the rules. You know how you're supposed to play the game, and then once you play in the game, that's it. You play it to win. And the ones who cheat in basketball or or the other sports. Sometimes they get away with it. Sometimes they don't, you know, so you want to understand, hey, it's it's really in a way, nothing personable, personal. It's a game, but you got to be smart enough how to play the game and how to win and not how to do something and don't do something dumb. That's going to blow you up. So I think for a Monday morning, right, going into Thanksgiving, you know, week and then quickly going into the holidays, I think this was jam packed with really insightful information. What, what do you think, Christine? This was a fun one. <laughs> right? So this is yeah. all, so, okay. So as always, everyone, hey, thank you so much for watching. And in the notes where Christine put, you know, the, I, you know, the, the photo and the graphic about, you know, this particular uh, show, any questions you have, any suggestions, any thoughts? Um, yeah, any, any ideas for topics? If you need any help, you need any guidance, you need us to recommend you to a recruiter, to a career coach, a resume writer, we're here for you. So 
you know, the whole the whole vibe of this show is to help people out. So anything we could do, hit us up. We might not have all the answers, but if we don't, maybe we could point you to somebody. So I appreciate you early Monday morning, having your coffee, having your tea, watching the show, learning a little bit, having fun and starting off the day right. So thank you so much and have a great day. Have a great Thanksgiving and I'll see you all tomorrow.